0: In the year 1831, biologist Charles Darwin began a faithful journey on the HMS Beagle. On that journey, Darwin formulated the controversial theory of evolution, which has impacted society down to this day. Our goal
1: is to punch holes in that theory, so we'd like to welcome you to Sink, Sink the Beagle. Fire one, Captain!
0: Good shot, John. That was a nice one. Thanks, Stan. I love just getting my hands in that control and putting that smart bomb into the belly of the beagle. (laughs) And down she goes. I am Stan Hudson. And I'm John Kurlinski. Welcome you to another fun-filled episode of Sink Sink the the Beagle. Beagle, A lighthearted look at the heavy issues
1: of creationism, evolutionism, where we came from, where we're going. And today we want to talk about a hot topic
0: one hot mama, Stan. A hot mama? Yes, and everybody knows when mama ain't happy ain't ain't nobody nobody happy.
1: happy. (laughs) What are you talking about hot mama?
0: Our hot mama is our mama earth. Mama earth, mother earth. She's a hot one. She's a hot one? Now how do you mean she's a hot one? Well, sometimes mama earth gets a little miffed and she starts a spewing and a spitting, Stan. (laughs) Okay. We're talking about volcanoes.
1: Volcanoes and volcanoes in scripture and volcanoes in the area of creation evolution And they take up a pretty big area
0: in that subject. And the Bible does mention volcanoes, not the word volcano, but it kind of gives, I think, a hint or a reference to them. Matter of fact, we have a text that we can just show you that kind of shows the imagery that the Bible sometimes uses to describe what we'd probably call modern-day volcanoes.
1: This is from Psalms 97, and this is today's Torpedo text. It says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne, God's throne. Uh, A fire goes before him and burns. Burns up his enemies round about. His lightnings light the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. Mm. Mountains melting like wax. That kind of
0: describes, that's a good visual of, of a volcano. I'm sure the ancients had seen them, including ancient Israel, because the Mediterranean is an area which contains volcanic activity oh, all around the Mediterranean. It yes, I'm sure somewhere in the life of the people there that someone saw a volcano going off and said, Ooh, ah, ee, ha. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Probably the greatest story of a volcano in, uh, in, in Bible times would be Mount Vesuvius and Pompeii uh, during the first century when uh, Mount Vesuvius near Rome blew its top, and covered Pompeii and Herculaneum and some other villages there with a very thick ash flow and uh, kind of preserved the contents. And so people are aware that the Mediterranean area is a place where mama got
0: hot. Mama got hot. You know, as a result of volcanoes, ancient man uh, began to develop concepts that uh, uh, would we would say got transferred in many ways into our own current culture today. But mm-hmm. in some respects, they said that, hmm, we have this mountain, it's oozing out hot lava and that's coming out of the earth. The earth it's like the has got earth, hot earth, stuff down earth, there. Earth is burping or hiccuping and <laughs> stuff's coming out and it's not pleasant to be around.
1: And, uh, you know, they used to think that uh, the gods were angry when we saw issues like that coming forth. So, sort of a judgment kind of scene. Then they also thought, now wait a minute, hey, that's where we buried grandma and grandpa.
0: Mm. That's where we
1: put our loved ones. The The dead get buried in the earth. Mm.
0: There came some concepts. So uh, Gehenna or hell. People began to mm. think of hell as a hot place, a burning place, where people that w- d- died went there somehow. And the spirits were there. The fire never went
1: out. The fire never went out. And that's where they went. And when you see things like Jesus' reference to Gehenna or the Valley of Hinnom, which was the trash dump in Outside, Jerusalem, east where, Jerusalem, where the fire was always going. They wanted to keep the fire kindled. Something was always burning there. Jesus referred to that being an illustration of what the final judgment would be when the sinners are burned up. And people began to assume, I think, an awful lot about the afterlife. And uh, this is where we get our popular views of an eternally burning
0: hell. The irony is the scriptures don't talk of the fires of hell coming from beneath or from below. Matter of fact, that's just the opposite. The book of Revelation tells us that the fire actually comes forth from God out, out of, of out of heaven. Mm-hmm. In other words, the it's Bible— It's
1: not the hot mama that takes care of the wicked. It's
0: one hot papa, I know. That's right. And it's, not, and it's called his strange work because he's not hot in the sense that he's that's angry. Right. destruction it's, of the
1: wicked is a strange work to a creator God.
0: It's He hates to see the death of the wicked, but it's his way of saying you don't want to live, you don't want life. I will put you out of your misery. The, the God is a consuming fire. fire. He is a God who is who can who can abide the Bible says in the everlasting burnings could be a one translation mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. Hebrew. Who could who can abide in a God of such brilliant heat and light and substance unless of course you have your faith fireproofed.
1: <laughs> well, uh, so when John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, perish, but have everlasting life. There are the two options, everlasting life or perish. perishing,
0: which is the not, ceasing of life.
1: That's right. It's a kind of punctiliar aorist. Excuse me. Yes. That's sort of and a so, term.
0: And so, so I hate to say it for some people who believe in everlasting burning hell as an evangelistic tool, I'm sorry, it doesn't portray a god of love. Even the, the great yeah. theologian, the British theologian John Stott does not believe in an everlasting burning hell. Mm-hmm. It kind of has a few uh of a, a few other people kind of upset because they felt they lost their evangelistic tool.
1: No, you cannot uh, frighten people into into obeying God, uh, at least not maintaining a long-term relationship, relationship with, with him out with of a, fear. No, and Saddam himself found that out lately. Yeah. And the, the fear only takes you so far. Yeah. But anyway, okay, so the ancients didn't get um, their idea of an eternally burning hell directly from scripture. They got it more from a hot mama. Uh, right? what, vulca-
0: volcanoes Vulcan- and different things.
1: Now, what? No. You know, the evolutionists make a big deal out of the lava that they see in the geologic record, John. And they they, make an awful lot of... They uh, like to date it. They Mm -hmm. date the geologic column to billions of years, partly uh, Mm -hmm. due to lava, uh, radiometric dating. Dating of of
0: lava material, mm -hmm. of basalt. And it's interesting that if you really get a study into it, uh, people who have studied current flows, and see, here's one thing about dating and evolution. Mm -hmm. They, evolution, one of their... fundamental ideas is that the present is the key to the past. When you oh, understand yes. current processes today and and take the multitude of variables together, you start projecting them into the past and you come up with an age. Mm-hmm. We measure star movement and, and mm-hmm. constellation and mm-hmm. galaxy movement and we get to the concept of the Big Bang of being about 12, 14 billion years. Mm-hmm. They take other things to say the Earth because of this is about 4.5 billion years.
1: 4.5 billion years of age. And, and again, their method is what's called gradualism or uniformitarianism. comes from such geologists as James Hutton or Charles Lyell, who and said, if hey, you just take a look at what's going on now, measure rates now that mm-hmm. are going on geologically in the world, wind the clock back, you can tell how old things are.
0: And what Does of, that always work? It doesn't work. It doesn't work with volcanoes. Okay. First, n- just notice now, here's All some right. data. Okay. Given. Um, it says the outflow of lava on the earth's surface currently. In other words, all the volcanoes you have, the mm-hmm. volcanoes like Mount St. Helens and others that occasionally erupt.
1: And Mauna Loa, uh, Kilauea crater in Mauna Loa in Hawaii, which is even spewing
0: as we speak. A continual flows. Mm-hmm. When you start measuring all of these, mm-hmm. it's t- the current amount of what they call material, lava, that's added to the earth each year is 0.8 cubic kilometers, Ooh. not quite a cubic kilometer okay. of material each year. Each
1: year, new material coming out. Each year. At this
0: rate, okay, volcanoes would have ejected the total volume of the continents in 3 billion years. All the dry land. Okay. All the dry land we have in existence anywhere, all the crustal material we have mm-hmm. in the Earth mm-hmm. would have been made at only 3 billion, not 4.5. So already you have some a fairly significant discrepancy in the apparent age of the okay. Earth and, and continent creation. But they'd, they'd probably say, well, the Earth was made and it took a billion and a half years for continents to start formation. But okay. there's more. Uh, okay. There's more. The present volume of this volcanic material is only a small fraction. You know, so and what we're saying is all what we currently have could have accumulated in about five hundred million years. So we're getting shorter. That's getting a lot shorter. Okay. Now and and we do know that since fifteen hundred A D, volcano rate apparently has been slow.
1: Oh, it's been slowing?
0: And so it's oh, slowing.
1: That, that wreaks havoc with a gradual model. That wreaks havoc. That that your rates are constant. T- yeah, rates are roughly constant.
0: But even given in slight variables, okay. it's hard to match any of just the material flow of lava to any 4.5 billion year age of the Earth. Okay. Now, having said that, that's not all that volcanoes spew. Well, what do they spew besides hot rock? They also spew what they call juvenile water. Juvenile water. That's water with a tantrum. Water <laughs> with, with, an, a, edge. with yeah, an edge. Teenage yeah. w- water. No, actually, 4.2 <laughs> cubic kilometers of water, oh, are, of water. That's a lot of water. That's yeah, a lot of water. A lot more water actually comes out of volcanoes than lava. Okay. That that's that they be consider are, the
1: swimming pools in Los Angeles maybe, but go ahead. Yeah, anyway,
0: <laughs> it's basically they add 4.5 4.2, excuse me, cubic kilometers to the oceans every year. And they're saying that the oceans basically contain about 1,312 million or one trillion three hundred and twelve billion cubic kilometers of water. Oof. But when they start crunching the numbers, what you have is that all the moisture that we have, that we know of, would have been produced in 312 million years.
1: Well, that's getting shorter still. They're still
0: shorter still. But let's say that some of the water doesn't go back, you know, into the ocean and some goes back into the earth, even if you doubled it. It would okay. only be 624 million years for the absolute maximum age of the Earth if you're really granting some real generous uh, manipulations of the figures with other unseen or unknown processes.
1: So what you are really saying is that using the gradual model, gradualism model, that we do not have enough time uh, in, as far as to get 4.5 billion years It's not there. You Just looking at volcanoes, volcanic action.
0: Yeah, you cannot do that. In other words, gradualism or long age is based on combining all the sources of data into one harmonious picture mm-hmm. that all come out with about the same rough age. 4.5. No, and billion. none of the rocks then therefore are dating mm-hmm. like they should date, or the flows aren't flowing like they should flow. We don't have real constants in this theory to work with.
1: It Really, if you look at the geologic column, it would be better... Uh, uh, explained through some kind of a catastrophe, maybe some kind of a
0: f- flood. flood. Underwater.
1: Underwater, yes.
0: Matter of fact, we have a torpedo text that reveals that something like this may have happened.
1: Well, this is yet another torpedo text for today, and it is in the 600th year of Noah's life in the second month, the 17th day of the month on that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up.
0: Not just water fountains, folks. It was yes. probably also lava fountains.
1: Yes, the Great Deep had fountains in it. And the word fountain there does not necessarily have to be just water. No. It's just like in English. The word fountain means whatever comes coming up, gushing out.
0: Mama's hot mad. <laughs> so and mad. Then-
1: so if that took place at the flood, including fountains of lava coming out, that would be an excellent explanation as to why in the various layers in the geologic column that we have sedimentary Massive rock. Massive lava caps, and too. And lava flows throughout, like mm. up here in the Columbia River Basin that we see here
0: in the Northwest. Right, where we're recording the show. Mm-hmm. And we see these, and matter of fact, they believe, scientists are saying that, you know, where most of this lava from the Northwest, the flows of these lava caps seem to have their origin. and Their epicenter? Their epicenter seems to be coming from Yellowstone National Park.
1: Yes, Yellowstone, where there is a old faithful, a old geyser. faithful geyser in water. And if the listener who's familiar with Yellowstone can imagine the park right now. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine that approximately half of that square miles there uh, is inside of a crater, that's one great big volcanic crater, and maybe it's just waiting to pop.
0: Oh boy, that wouldn't that change the geography of the West? Mount St. Helens, <laughs> forget that. that. That would that would That'd be, be a, just a little pop. A hiccup. <laughs> if 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 Yellowstone blew like she once blew, apparently, mm-hmm. it covered everything from the uh, Yellowstone Park all the way to the ocean almost, and it was just a massive flow.
1: So volcanic activity apparently is described in Genesis in the flood account. Could, what we yep, see in the lava lava flows, and when we really look at the lava flows, I think, John, that they support the Genesis account better than 4.5 billion years.
0: And not only that, though, but the Genesis account says that God isn't going to destroy the world again like he did the first time. Mm-hmm. When when he decides to bring a judgment on, it's not going to be a judgment of burning everlasting hellfire. Mm-hmm. It will be a judgment of fire, not of water, but mm-hmm. it will be completing its task.
1: That's right. Because
0: God mm-hmm. so loved the world that he gave his son that who believes would not perish but everlasting life. Amen. He doesn't want people to perish, but some will. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. but we hope that you'll be the ones who receive everlasting life. Amen. Thanks for listening to Sink the Beagle. If you have comments, questions,
1: or requests for Dr. John or Dr. Stan, you can email them at hudaho at mindspring.com. That's hudahoe, hudaho, H U D A H O, at mindspring.com. Be sure to listen in next time to Sync the Beagle. So
0: join us here each week, my friend. You're sure to get a smile. From Seven Stranded Castaways, here on Gilligan's Island.